everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise. And this is Jenna Otero. And if you've tuned in so far this month, we hope that you've enjoyed our discussion so far on the roots of addiction um, and really the ways that our, uh, our healthy needs can sometimes manifest through unhealthy behaviors and addictions. Mm-hmm. Last week, we discussed the need for control um, and how we can try to meet that need through unhealthy addiction of self-harm, eating disorders. But as we were very clear at that time as well, anytime we have a need, it's go- there's a long spectrum, as Brooke had said about how that can kind of play out. And so as we continue to talk through these needs, we are going to be identifying some certain addictions that those can sort of manifest, but there's lots of different ways that that can kind of play out. Yeah. Yeah. So literally for the entire month of September Mm -hmm. and then still into October, into October, (laughs) we are going to be discussing lots of different addictions and specifically some that I think some people would be like, wait, what? Yeah. People joke about that being an addiction, but is it really, you know, Mm -hmm. so we're going to kind of just unpack some of those things that people don't really talk about a lot and how they could actually really be a legitimate addiction in someone's life. But what we're really trying to focus in on on each of these shows is what is at the root of these addictions. And we're not making a blanket statement that if you struggle with this, this is absolutely always going to be the root for you. But these are going to be the primary ones. These are going to be the deepest, deepest rooted issues that really are probably facing most people who are struggling Mm -hmm. with with these specific things we're talking about. So each week in this series, we have had the lovely Brooke Heels with us, who is our executive director of counseling services here at Mercy. Um, And Brooke has lots and lots and lots of experience and many years of working with people who have been overcoming addictions um, and has brought so much light to these discussions. So as always, welcome, Brooke. Thank you. So glad you're here. So today, our real focus is going to be on discussing the need, the Mm -hmm. healthy need, as we always are saying here, for value and for how um, people who have a need for value can sometimes fall into an addiction to work Mm -hmm. to meet that specific need. So that's kind of where we're headed today. Yeah. And I think work is one of those areas that we don't talk much about when it comes to discussion on addiction. We've said it Mm -hmm. many times, but when you think of addiction, automatically we typically think of substances, alcohol, that kind of thing. Um, Even, I think at times people may even venture into, you know, whether it's addiction to sex or those types of things, but work typically is Mm -hmm. not at the top of the list. And so I think it's really helpful for us to understand as we're talking this through, like you said, Mel, we are intentionally talking into some areas that aren't talked about a whole lot because there's such a beauty in going, oh my gosh, that may be me. And really, really the freedom that can come when we're able to identify that this may actually be something that I'm struggling with, but all the while continuing to discuss the fact that value and my desire for value and who I actually am um, is at the root of this, whether Mm -hmm. I consciously understand that or not. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. I mean, we all need to find our value in something. That's right. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, our kind of part of our existence on this planet. And so, you know, if we don't find it in the best thing, which is going to be Jesus and our Mm -hmm. relationship with the Lord, then we're going to find it in other ways. And I mean, always we're going to find it in other ways. And, And work is a big one for this. Right, mm-hmm. especially for value, um, it's something that is close to my heart for two th- reasons. One is because I grew up with a workaholic father mm-hmm. who was very proud of that yeah. fact, and then that was something that really I say in my past life prior to Mercy was a huge issue and mm-hmm. caused um, a lot of strain between Scott and I. And so I've kind of dealt with the consequences of thankfully not getting too far in it, but mm-hmm. seeing how honestly I was going to lose my family. Yeah. You know, yeah. se- seeking value from everyone else, I think. So I'm pretty excited that we're talking about this. 
Yeah. For sure. And I, I mean, I think not only do people sometimes take this kind of lightly or joke around like, oh, I'm just such a workaholic. Right. But like you said, some people really take kind of pride in it. That's right. And, oh, yeah. and some people are praised for no, it. I Man, literally I mean, thought They just I was work better. so hard. That, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a pride to yeah. it. Uh-huh. And so for people to ever consider that there might be like this could be like an actual area of just bondage in somebody's life. I mean, that may be kind of a new idea for some people. So as always, I think we should probably start off here with just a, a working definition of workaholism. That's right. And we got this definition from a woman. Um, her name is Dr. Barbara Killinger. And she's an author, but she's also a clinical psychologist who specializes in workaholism. Who knew? I mean, I never knew that someone could <laughs> yeah. specialize in that. You can specialize in anything. <laughs> But also the fact that it's like, okay, this is being recognized out there as a real problem Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Um, And so here is the definition that she has given to workaholism. She says it's a soul destroying addiction, which is strong, but a soul destroying addiction that changes one's personality and the values they live by. The person that struggles with workaholism is work obsessed and eventually becomes emotionally crippled and addicted to power and control in a compulsive drive to gain approval and public recognition of success. Ouch. Wow. (laughs) And there you go. There it is. Thank you, Dr. Killen. So that's where we're coming from today. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, and and there is a difference. I mean, so that is, I mean, and you know what? She's not wrong. That's right. I mean, I really want to be like, yeah, no, not, no, it was. Yeah. No, it's pretty much right on. Yeah, it is. It Um, just feels strong because we don't, like we've said, work is not one of those things. If you were to attach that definition to heroin, we'd go, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. But isn't the reality of this area as well if you really struggle with workaholism like you just said Brooke there was a chance and an opportunity for your family to be completely obliterated from that Absolutely. thankfully That's it didn't a big happen deal. but it's yeah. a big deal just yeah. like any other addiction yeah and I think that too um people will like that definition less as we've moved into a culture who respectfully has responded to everyone being a workaholic Mm, with, you know, not Mm -hmm. (laughs) being, you know, that's Mm -hmm. not really a source of pride in a lot of ways. So frankly, I really expect that to be kind of make a comeback. Yeah. After, you know, this generation, we're going to kind of see the pendulum always swinging, right? We just Mm. need to find that balance. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, so a lot of people feel like, oh, millennials don't work. Well, hey guys, it was probably our fault because we made it look really awful yeah so you know i think that um and and obviously that's not true but that's kind of culturally what we're hearing Mm -hmm. um and there is so let's talk about the line there is a difference between being a hard worker yes and being a workaholic okay so you can love your job that's okay Mm -hmm. it's just that is all of your value coming from that place right and so a hard worker is going to be emotionally present for their family mm-hmm. right they're going to be able to be there for co-workers have, maintain rela- relationships have a healthy balance I can you know leave work and leave it at work you yeah, know right. talk about that and then there's actual ways to do that right you know and they're going to walk in wisdom basically with their time management and their boundaries mm-hmm. okay so that's kind of where you know like I'm a really hard worker you're going to come up with smarter ways to get things done that do not involve right. right your so your goal is to figure out how to do things well without sacrificing your family and your relationships. Mm -hmm. That's where I really think kind of the hard worker comes in. And then, you know, those that really struggle with 
the addiction to work is because it is there's a need for value a need for control they're not going to trust others to delegate because Mm -hmm. I am the person who can do that best Mm -hmm. they're going to set extraordinarily high goals for themselves right I need to be better than everyone Mm -hmm. Uh, if I'm not I will make sure everyone sees that Um, and kind of due to high levels of stress like they may really experience like panic attacks sleep deprivation um, depression those sorts of things like you'll see the anxiety come in and I know for me and I'll speak on something that personally affected me was the sleep deprivation part Mm -hmm. so I couldn't sleep and so I just used that as an opportunity to work more I was like you know what I'll do I'll I'll take a nap at work at night Hmm. and (laughs) get up and do more Mm -hmm. and look at how great I am everyone Mm -hmm. you know and not realizing just the effects of that and you know in the back of your mind but when everyone's constantly saying you're so awesome you work so so yeah all the while my family you know is at the house not yeah. with me and not having a relationship with me so and I think this is more respected to with men mm-hmm. versus women but now women are kind of like hey I can outwork you any day of the week mm-hmm. you know which may be true but you know there was kind of more of a guilt factor of like the quote-unquote mom that's side right. yeah yep. and now I think that's even decreased because respectfully I didn't feel that way yeah Mm -hmm. you know because my husband's great about encouraging my work and that sort of thing but then it crossed the line right that makes sense well and as you've even shared that I just was reminded of a conversation I had not too long ago with someone I know who you know you you hear things from maybe co-workers or bosses of like what would we do without you Mm -hmm. or like man nobody if you ever left like I don't know what would happen you know like or just or even if you don't hear that you think it right like man what would happen with this you know if I I can't ever show up today (laughs) they couldn't live without me you know and like we can sometimes even feed that thought ourselves Um, and I was having a conversation with someone who he actually realized that his job was was greatly affecting his family Mm -hmm. and his children and his ability to be present for them and to be with them and to help them I mean like it was just a big struggle for the entire family and there was that struggle of like but if I don't don't do this job what will happen to the job mm-hmm. yep and i remember the conversation that i had of just like do you know how many people could actually do your job yeah yeah let me knock you down there a are really a lot of people who could do your job maybe not like you would do it mm-hmm. maybe not as great as you could do it whatever but like there's a lot of people who could fill that role at a place there's no one else who can fill the role of being dad to your two kids that's right like wow. no one else can do it and so there's good. no one who else who can fill the role of being the husband to your wife like you are the only one who can fill that specific mm-hmm. role for your family. And so sometimes it just comes down to being like, my kids don't have any other parents. That's right. But yeah. me, you know? That's and really so good. I don't know. Sometimes it's just even understanding that you're so replaceable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if that goes all, totally hand in hand with the idea of workaholism, but it just was something that came to mind as you were sharing about yeah. that. No, I think it does because what, what you do when you get in that mode is that you want to be invaluable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I'm going to say this on air, okay? My goal is to be better than everyone, mm-hmm. and that's not okay. We have it. Right? We have proof. Yeah. yeah. It is recorded. You know? I mean, I know Scott's always like, please don't tell people that. But, 
you know that's the truth like when I if I when I look back over you know my career I was like I worked three jobs like while I was in school I was you know you know all this kind of stuff and so there's a line of like great you're a hard worker but also you're not better mm-hmm. and I had one of my favorite deans at the university said you know I just need everybody to know if you die today we're replacing your job tomorrow mm-hmm. right right okay and so you need to leave it so that somebody else could come in yep. and do it right and part of that is training others and being okay but yeah I mean there is you know you need to be humbled sometimes and mm-hmm. you know now when she said that at the time I was like yeah but not me <laughs> um and so then the, <laughs> the Lord lined that out later but you know in another place we see this too and, and I'm going to speak from kind of being in treatment centers and that sort of thing is that you'll see like again work alcoholism is usually a replacement for mm-hmm. another area right mm-hmm. so you know usually because it isn't so i'm not using drugs but now i work my tail off right. and i'm a workaholic and i think that's you know most people in addiction treatment i think would totally agree with me that that's a very easily replaced addiction mm-hmm. you know and it, it is you're i mean you're glad to be a productive member of society but then you're not cultivating these relationships that you were losing them anyway right and yeah. so now you feel like well now i'm at least providing right but you're still not cultivating those relationships right so. right so it feels better but it's still not freedom and it's still Mm. not the best. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if at this point, if you're listening and you feel like, oh, goodness, I'm beginning to recognize some of these things, really, whether that's in yourself or someone that you know or that you work with or that you care for, there really are quite a few things that you can do. As we've already said, we all really, we have that need for value and a sense of purpose. I think that's so, so important. And work is one way that that can be accomplished in a healthy and balanced way. But sometimes, as we've said, it can become too much mm-hmm. and cause a lot of breakdown for us personally and with our relationships. And I just love what you said, Mel, like anybody can serve in the position that you're in at work, but there is only one husband. There is only one wife. There is only one mother or father to your children. Like what a huge thing to remember. So if this is landing for you or someone that you care about, um, let's chat through some practical things because here at Mercy Talk, we always want to make sure that there's practical takeaway. It's one thing for us to give our opinion and our thought, but what do we do with this? And so really it's always, always, always starting with acknowledging your need for value, being honest with yourself and really just asking the hard questions. Am I seeking approval, validation, work, or worth through my work Mm -hmm. in an unhealthy way? So is my work actually sowing something into me that I genuinely need to be finding in another way with my relationship with Jesus, if you know him first and foremost? But also, if I care more about what my boss thinks than my wife, Mm -hmm. or do I care more about what my coworker than my husband, there's something to be said about that. And to step back and go, ooh, where am I placing my value? And even if you were to cut it up into a pie how who has the percentage of opinion that I really care the most about mm-hmm. and if it's not within the four walls of my home or in my relationship with the Lord then there's something to be said about that and to really mm-hmm. acknowledge and ex- and assess some things there that's a really great litmus test actually yeah mm-hmm. like who matters you know as far as like totally. being happy with me today mm-hmm. you know and I even know some people who would fall into the category of I don't think I'm a good mom I don't think mm-hmm. I'm a good dad I don't think I'm a good husband I don't think I'm a good wife but I'm so good at this that's right so I'm gonna avoid yes. being those things as much as possible because I'm really good at this when I'm at home or when I'm around or maybe it's just like even a friend like I'm not good at relationships I'm not good at any of these other things but I'm so good at this so mm-hmm. I'm not I'm gonna do as much of this as I can and stay away from all the other parts of my life because I don't feel good at those things yeah and so it again even goes into that place of just like well this is where I feel valued mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not good at these things so I'm just gonna avoid them yep just 
Right. And, and it's, just escape it's destruction. It's yeah. great, but it's balance. It's okay that you feel valued. Yeah. And you know that you're really good at your job. That is awesome. But you can't avoid the other. And my my guess is that no one actually wants to. That's right. True. I do not want to neglect my relationship with my child so that a coworker can tell me how great I am today. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. There was a time in my life that I would have. I actually felt guilty that I had a family. Mm-hmm. I had the thought if I don't ha- if I didn't have a husband and a son, I could work all of the time. Mm -hmm. and never have to feel bad yeah hey guys that's crazy Mm -hmm. so you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like it really is but that's you know what it came to and it can be a balance like you can feel good but absolutely let's also invest in these other relationships because you're right your kids are not telling you how special you are Mm -hmm. all day maybe ever get me a glass of water yeah yes yeah (laughs) so and I want to kind of you know on the practical things list I want to frame it um, as as a preacher's kid right I think this is easy for people who are like CEO of a company, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever, construction company. I'm just making things up. But (laughs) when you are in ministry, you feel like if you set, it's harder to set boundaries because people will make you feel bad Mm -hmm. and they don't feel bad that they're making you feel bad, right? They just want you to be there. And so I think when it comes to setting boundaries, boundaries, you really have to decide, nope, this is it. This is my line and stick to it. And I don't care who's ticked off at me as long as my family is good and I know I'm doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you need a lot of support in doing that. So, you know, you do have to set boundaries, your time in, your time out, don't work. Pastors, if Monday is your day off, hmm. like don't talk to people. That's mm-hmm. right. Don't. Mm-hmm. There's other people, you know. There's other people. Yeah, or assign someone else. Like be very smart and, and creative. And if you set it up where there's not other people, then we need to go backwards a little bit. Yeah, you know? that's <laughs> true. Make sure there's absolutely other right. Yeah, or it's hey guys, nobody gets to have a problem on Monday because I'm not going to be here for right. you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. The other part is the learn to say no. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you're one that likes to go and do everything. That's awesome, but you do have to, you know, you have to say no to some things, and that's a really good, healthy way to be. It is, and I mean, there's just, there really is such a extremely practical things that you can build in with this specific issue, like you said, the boundaries and the saying no, and just honestly planning in things to rest and to have fun, and oh my goodness, plan a vacation, like just go do something fun, actually use, use Mm -hmm. yes, for the love turn off the emails <laughs> yeah. like do it I promise everything's gonna be okay the world's gonna keep turning around and I mean another piece of that sometimes just is on the daily basis of just knowing when to take a break mm-hmm. and like if you're able to take a lunch break which I think everyone's supposed to be allowed to do that at their job yep like take your lunch break mm-hmm. um, I, I'm all about taking full on lunch breaks <laughs> I learned that a few years back I'm like man when I can really take a break out of the middle of my day and go I go down the street to Starbucks you'll see me there every single yep. lunch day <laughs> every single day during the lunch hour um, but that's my time mm-hmm. and that's my time to recharge and that's my time honestly like that's kind of a lot of my Jesus time that's my time to be in the word and just to kind of like refocus and fill fill up and so man take those breaks plan those vacations like those are just some really practical ways yeah. I would add to just being really intentional about checking in mm-hmm. with those people in the four walls of your home Mm-hmm. Or if you're single, it may be just at checking in with a dear friend of yours yep. or a parent or a mentor and going, hey, when you look at the landscape of my life, how am I doing? Like, how balanced are things? How am I doing meeting your needs? If it's a wife, if it's whatever, if even with your kids, are they constantly pulling on you because you have not been home enough and they, they're 
irritating the crap out of you because they will not leave you alone, but they're actually communicating the fact that they miss you and they've not seen you enough. It's stepping back enough to go, how am I genuinely doing in this area? And then making some changes. And I would even add too, if you're in a position where you're a supervisor or you're overseeing people, I would challenge you to really make sure you're walking in boundaries, but you're also... Mm positioning others to yep. have good boundaries. So good. I know even as the director of counseling when I was in the Nashville home, I would be getting off of work because I had family. So I had my husband at home going, hey, it's time to come home. He helped me set good boundaries. I would get in the, on the phone in my car and say, you have 10 minutes because these are single women. They would work till 6, 630 if, yep. they, if they could. But as a supervisor and someone who knows the importance of boundaries, who doesn't struggle too much with that from past seasons, really going, hey, this is something that I care enough about you and I have the power to be able to to really encourage this for you. That's another piece too, as someone who oversees people, as a boss, get some boundaries for yourself and then really enlighten other people that you oversee to make sure that they're putting the same things in their world. You will be amazed how happy people are to come to work Mm -hmm. when they know that at five o'clock I get to leave and other people will step in and do what needs to be Mm -hmm. taken care of. Even in a residential setting, that is possible. Yeah. It's possible. It is. It's more difficult, I think, which goes back to kind of that, Mm -hmm. the ministry side. Yeah, right, because it's, it's so other true. people. I'm not leaving a spreadsheet on my desk. I'm leaving, you know, people, people. But mm-hmm. yeah, again, the like especially here, we have it all set up so you can yep. leave everybody nice and safe. Yeah. So and at yeah, the end of the really day, it's it's really going okay. How am I doing with false responsibility? And do I really feel like I need to be Holy Spirit Junior? And all yeah. those conversations that we have that you're just not, mm-hmm. and it's okay. I and mean, to take that place of balance. I can tell you that mm-hmm. in my twenties, when I was single, yes. there was a conversation I had with. Some people I knew well who were who were doing exactly what you shared like they're people who knew me well and they were mm-hmm. like Melanie this just isn't you are too busy you got too much going on you're working too hard and I actually said you know what I think I, I just decided that like I'm on the earth for so long I'm gonna work my tail off I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to rest <laughs> and have fun when I'm in heaven <laughs> Like literally, that was the thought process that I had was that I'm here to work, and I mean, goodness gracious, I just look back and I'm, I'm like, I'm sure, I'm sure they were thinking you gotta be kidding me right now, but like it was, it was that idea of like the Lord has put me here for only so long, and so I'm gonna make the most of it and just work my yes. tail off while I'm here because I can rest for eternity. And I mean, they're really, I know it's ridiculous, but there is this idea that like the Lord actually created this. Mm-hmm. He like literally created the idea of rest he when he sure rested did. after creating the universe. And so it is a good thing. It mm-hmm. is. I mean, we can start going on to, it's a commandment, yes. but like, I mean, really he tells us to rest and it's, and, and so that it's not unspiritual to do that and it's not unspiritual to set boundaries and it's not unspiritual to take a break and go on a vacation there's Mm -hmm. nothing in fact it is very spiritual it's It's very much in the lord's heart for us and so i think at the end of the day we have to remember that there's nothing there's no guilt attached to that yeah and that really i think ties into the last practical thought that we have and that is just spending some time identifying just the lies that you believe about what your value is placed in yeah and really replacing those with truth but i would even say too there There may be lies that you believe about rest. There may be lies that you believe about Mm -hmm. certain areas that aren't even as much about the work. Maybe it's about what will happen if I don't work. Like 
all the lies of like, well, as la- much as we laugh about the idea that I'll rest in eternity or the world may end if I don't show up to work today, we laugh, but usually we laugh because we go, oh gosh, I, maybe I actually believe that. Mm. And so there's something to be said about going, okay, Lord, what is what is the root of my belief system that is positioning me to continue to work my tail mm-hmm. off in a way that's not balanced? Mm-hmm. And I'm watching it impact my family and my relationships and the long-term of my life. It's just not worth it. Right. And so really identifying what those lies are and getting to the truth of the matter. As mm-hmm. a son or daughter of God, that is who you are first. Mm-hmm. Everything else falls into alignment after that place of value and that position in your relationship with the Lord. Yep. And if you can get that straight, the word talks about it, everything else will be added unto you. As you put him first, other things will line up as they need to. So always, 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 as we say, renewing the mind and getting into the belief system that attaches to these behaviors and why you're at work as much as you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, our true value is found in our relationship with the Lord. And so work is a part of who we are. I mm-hmm. mean, the Lord loves that. He loves yes. Hard work, not sacrificing mm-hmm. all others, mm-hmm. right, for that. And so when he's meeting that need, when when he's meeting your place of value, when your value is found in him, you are not going to be compelled. That's right. Right, to, to right. work in that way. And so, you know, there's some really good stri- scriptures about this. So like Genesis one twenty seven. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Man and female, he created him. So like obviously the Lord is a really hard worker, guys. He's keeping up with all of us <laughs> all of the time. Me alone is probably a majority of his effort. But, you know, and so, and also Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. right? I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you future and a hope. Mm-hmm. And when you are in that place of workaholism, you are not at peace. You no. are thinking about work all of the time. And if I do this, then this, and who can I help and blah, 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 and all of that. And that is not a place of rest. And mm-hmm. you can catch yourself, you know, with that. Um, Jeremiah 31, three, yes, I have loved you with everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. And so when the Lord loves us in that way, none of it says I love you because you That's worked right. 80 hours last week. And yeah. took a nap at your work and worked more. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Romans five eight. But God demonstrates His own love towards us, and that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. Right? Just the pure point of love is the sacrifice that was made for us to live free. Mm-hmm. And when you are chained in that place of not finding your value in Him and finding it at work, you are not living free. That's yeah. right. And you're not helping your family live free, or your friends, or whoever you're you know you're in relationship with. And then the last one, Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so I think we can just really rest in that, that as he's doing that work in your life, like, Lord, you know, where am I finding value? But honestly, I just really had to ask him, you know, God, like... I need to find my value in you and I don't really know how to do that. I mean, yeah. I've grown up in the church. You know, here's the thing about the church, guys. Like, they teach us a lot of stuff, but it's not always all that <laughs> helpful. Yeah. You know, and I mean that in the sense of practically what I love, you know, what we do here. How do I actually find my value in you? Mm-hmm. And let him just kind of share those ways. What boundaries can I set first? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I need to give to my friends and family in different ways that will give back to me, right? It's it's not about you giving everything out. Yeah, and then getting right. nothing right. Everything so comes true. from an overflow. And so 
you know I just um, anyway those are just really important verses I think for us just to remember where our value where our worth comes from you know and if you're that person that is really sick with a stomach virus and you feel guilty you didn't get to go to work that day I think you may Mm want to address some of these Mm -hmm. and I think that's a great I really think that's a great way to wrap things up today because it's always important to know that these things go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Set the boundaries, plan your vacations, right. take your breaks. And while doing that, find out what's going on at the root. And mm-hmm. and if it's an issue of value, which we really do believe most every time it is when it comes to workaholism, how can I start to renew my mind of the truth of who I am? Because when those things go hand in hand, you'll really find freedom. That's if you just true. set the boundaries, but you don't ever renew your mind and don't ever find your value in him, that's not freedom. Mm-mm. It's going to turn into something else. Yeah. Um, and so so they both are really, really important. And I think the more you do the practical part of setting the boundaries and taking the vacations, that just enhances all the more. Because I know that I am prone to this. Mm-hmm. I am prone to finding my value in my work. And if I overwork, I will be even more prone to find my value That's in true. my work. So I have to set the boundaries so that I don't go fall back into yeah. that place. And so they really do go hand in hand. And so what um, you water will grow. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I gosh, I know we're always like, we could just we could really going. keep going and going on so many things. Um, I, I really feel like this has been a good mm-hmm. at least start to this conversation. And I just feel like as we sign off today, I just want to remind people, we've talked again at the end of the, the show today, the importance of renewing the mind. And, and on our website, on our freedom tools, um, we actually have, I'm thinking of at least two downloadable PDF documents there. One is who I am in Christ. And then there's one that's just truth statements mm-hmm. about who you are, but also who God is. And so, I mean, I just encourage you to just find those, print those off and start really practically putting um, those true statements to work in your life. Um, Renewing the mind takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. But the more you feed your mind with truth, the more natural truth will become. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I encourage people to, to take that. And, and put it to work in your life. And so, man, we're going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, we're going into a whole new topic of, of an area that can become an addiction in someone's life. And so um, we're going to keep moving forward with this, and we hope that you will join us then. Mm-hmm.